Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This week we are reviewing Event Horizon, which is a 1997 science fiction horror film directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. It's set in 2047 and it follows a crew of astronauts sent on a rescue mission after a missing spaceship, the Event Horizon, appears in orbit around Neptune. This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. Neptune orbit. This is incredible. It's the event horizon. She's come back. The event horizon was the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? And hello, it's Kev here, the monotone one. Are you there, Steve? Yes, monotone two here. Oh, yes. Are you there, Paul? I'm here. Okay, we've got an interesting spin this week on episode nine, Event Horizon. Uh... Paul's been moving house this week and uh, been very, very busy. So he hasn't had time to watch this movie. So the interesting take on it is we're going to try and explain this movie to him, just like we do to you guys out there. So let's see how that goes. So what have you been up to this week then, guys? I know Paul's been moving. Anything else interesting? No, that's again. a no then let's move yeah, on not not anything what i would call interesting just usual stuff no need to bore much. anyone with it at this point yeah i'm pretty much the same been at work watched a few movies looked after the children same old same old now yeah well just just like paul there's a whole bunch of movies i haven't watched i mean i could go on for Hours of all the movies I haven't watched. It's amazing. That, that would be quite interesting. All the films you'd like to watch but haven't watched. Well, just either way. Just things I haven't watched. <laughs> I haven't watched Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That no, wouldn't be the greatest podcast. You just spoke about no. what haven't I watched this week. No, it could go on a bit, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah it could go on for hours. I think we need to keep some focus on this. Yes, yes definitely. It's not... Get bogged down in who hasn't watched what. Let's do this. (laughs) So this film, Event Horizon, was released in 1997. It grossed 26 million with a budget of 60 million. Anyone? Anyone good at maths? Is that? That's not good. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think that was good. Rotten Tomatoes, 27 percent. Mental. That's mental. Yeah, it is mental because I think it's very good. Um. Obviously, most people think it's not. So, wow. probably didn't understand it, got confused. Yeah, so it could be. There was, there, I, I would have thought budget for the actors and that was quite high anyway. So, you've got Lawrence Fishburne. The Fishburne. Lawrence Olivier. Oh, not a Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence, Lawrence uh, Cockburn. Cock. Cock. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, let's start again. So Morpheus <laughs> from the Matrix. Okay. 
Lawrence and, Fishburne. And, and the guy from Jurassic Park, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Yeah, playing Dr. Sam Wire, is it? Is it Billy White? William yeah, Wire? I don't know. Dr. Weir. As in we weird, are, weird. Yeah, I knew I'd do the name wrong. I knew I knew that I'd do that wrong. Yeah. So we're going to get to the part that I like to call the beginning. Now, Paul, you need to be asking us questions throughout this. I'll try my best. So I've watched it a few times, probably only once in the last few years. Um, and Steve's watched it a few times mm-hmm. um, over the years. Yeah. So with this film. People have basically, we, we, the planet, have colonised the moon. Have we colonised Mars as well in the film? Mars, but, definitely. I don't know yeah, about the moon. The moon, definitely, I think. Mars, and we've started reaching, you know, other planets. Space exploration is a big thing. And what? So we're living on the moon and Mars? Well, well we're not. And Earth. We've just over overflowed into other areas, I think is basically the idea. What, so is that's... there like housing estates on the moon then? Oh, well, it doesn't go sh- into it in any great detail. But... No, but then let's just touch upon something else. That the film was about 130 minutes long and it was cut a lot by the demand of the studio. Um, the, the director, Paul W.S. Anderson, was I think quite upset about that. So there's a lot of miss, missing footage, and that might have been some of it. It might have shown, you know, people on the moon congregating, not like some little distancing. kids playing football in the park. Yeah, his little the, space helmet comes on, his fucking head explodes, or something like that. Yeah, that that kind of thing. But you you don't see that because obviously as sounds like there's about fifty minutes edited out of this movie. So was all is that what was rated so lowly? They had. All the bits that explained it were cut out. Yeah, so no, what a, a bit like, really. a bit no, like, no, who no, edited no. it? Bit like no, no, who no, did no. the editing? Did Stevie Wonder edit it? Oh, Stevie Fuller, I think. Well, what are you <laughs> talking about? The premise of the film is not really about colonization. No, That's just no, you know, something You're that right. might have been more detail on. I don't think it, it really loses anything through that not being a focus. It's not a problem. So if we get to the focus of the film, which right. There is a spacecraft called the Event Horizon, um, and that disappears in 2040, just off Neptune, I think, just off the moon there. Yeah. And it had been recorded as the worst space disaster in history. Uh, there were, I think, 18 people. Well, they're missing. 18 people dead. On this ship, yeah. So it's like. But it's it was not a, that big a disaster. Yeah, but it's, though, it was is a. It? Well, we can talk a bit more about this ship was quite different Big. to other ships. It's an awful yeah, it's lot very of ship big. for 18 people. Yeah, and it had a lot of technology on board. I think there was what, more than that. Can I ask another question? Mm. What is an event horizon? That's, That's the block. point of no return from a black hole. The event horizon is the point at which nothing can escape, not even light. Anything beyond that point can have no effect on an observer from the other side. So the the <laughs> so basically, there's a rescue mission called um, Morpheus from the Matrix has been asked for his ship, the Lewis and Clark, to go out on this mission with uh, Sam. Is it? Is, is Sam? Sam? Uh, what was his name? Sam? Uh-huh. 
Doctor Billy White Weir is that it? Was Billy the shit they one really called the Lewis and Clark? Lewis and Clark, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the name of a local on. solicitors or something. Yeah, I think it, it does. Might, yeah. So, well, we we need to clarify something that the rescue mission is happening because after disappearing for seven years, the ship known as the Event Horizon reappeared in the sort of orbit of Neptune. Yes. How many years? And no later? one knows where it's been. How many years later was it? Seven. I didn't, seven years. Seven years. So it had been missing off the radar. Yeah. Seven years, and there was a, uh, a uh, some kind of message played, a distressed call. There was a distressed message of, of sorts. Yeah, it was very hard to hear. It was, and it was in Latin. Luckily, yeah. one of the guys on the ship, can't remember his name, he spoke Latin, and, uh, and yeah. you'd hope there would be someone on there. And the message was coming from it. Um, well, he interpreted it at the beginning. Yes. As save me, save me, like a sort of SOS call. And we'll get onto the depths of that later. Actually. Later, but when we when we get to that bit that I like, it's called the middle. Yeah, we get onto but that bit. The, the one bit, the only bit of information they really had about the crew or anything that had happened to the ship beyond the point where this, because the ship had a a sort of gravity drive, I think they call it, which can create huge magnetic field and bend space time to create a wormhole that it can move from one point in the universe to another almost instantaneously, or literally I wish, instantaneously. I wish we could show you, uh, Paul, how, how it was done with a pencil. Yeah. It's pretty so, easy uh, to quite explain. Quite impressive. Well, Steve, you explain the uh, the pencil. And the well, the idea, the idea is, instead of travelling from one point in the universe to another, you bend with gravitational, immense gravitational uh, forces, you bend space-time till it's folded so that the two points exist in a singularity, and then the ship can pass just literally from one point to the other instantaneously. So it's a like bit a wor- like teleportation, then? Well, it's a wormhole, that's the concept. I mean, this is, this is in theoretical physics, as I understand it, not that I'm any expert, but, I mean, in theory, it is believed that such a thing could be possible to travel huge distances instantaneously through out, by going outside of the rules of physics in a way so you, you can apply it anywhere like even on earth like i could get from here to bungie really quickly yeah potentially yeah i think you could do that i think that'd be a bit of a waste of resources though yeah you could just walk that distance to be fair but when you're going from earth to neptune it can turn you know a few years into a few seconds. Days. I think it was days. days. Yeah, it was days instead of ten thousand. Yeah, years. well, I don't, I don't really understand why it's days. If I'm honest, because the whole idea is it's almost instantaneous because you've literally travelled no distance at all. You've 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 brought two places to a single point by bending the fabric of space time. That's the idea. And this is sounding really geeky now, but that, that is what they're talking about. That is why you're on the show, Steve. Yeah, to be the geek. Yeah, for that side of things. Um, so any questions so far, Paul? You still with us? I'm still with you. We've we've bent space and we've bent time. So n- now that they're, they're told, and we've gone a long way yes. very quickly. So Lewis, the, the, the Lewis and Clark ship, the captain Morpheus, he he's now asking questions to uh, Doctor Weir. 
what about, kind of questions? Well, basically, what, what, what are we up to? And they're like, we're going to find the Event Horizon. And they're saying, well, the Event Horizon was destroyed and never found. So, and it's kind of, mili- like, what It's what would they call it? Um, it's, it's classified. Not, it's, 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 classified. Class, it's classified information. The truth was never published or never known yes. to anyone outside of a very small group. The ship didn't explode. It actually disappeared. Nobody knew where it went. And they just kind of, you know, and kept it quiet. And then it suddenly turned up. And, and then that's he why they're to, going. He has to explain all the time-bending malarkey. So that's the yeah. only ship that's ever had it. Had it. And also yeah, he, that... He built it, by the way, Paul. Yeah. He, he invented this ship. He, he designed it. And, well, I'm sure he didn't build it himself, literally. But it, he's, it's his ship. What, Lewis? Who? No, not Clark. Lewis. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor oh, right. Weird. Doctor Weird. Doctor Weird built it. Doctor Weird. Okay. Yes. So that basically, that, so they get into stasis, which is they get into their underpants and bras and vests and stuff, um, and then they get into like a, a chamber full of water. Um, you say they're bras and pants. Is this all men? Mostly men. Well, there's, there's, a, few, there's a few. There's a few ladies in bras and pants. Right, okay, and, and but men it's mainly in, men in the bras and men in and pants. just bras, no pants. Yeah. It, nothing gets past him, does it? It's always in the detail, Paul. Yes. So, yeah. So, which of those... these men? Which of these men were wearing bras then? Uh... <laughs> 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 so they go into stasis and then they travel to Neptune. Mm-hmm. And so I go into the, the doc, uh, Doctor. We're having a few bad dreams on the way. And, yeah, well, he's having a few kind of bizarre flashbacks, isn't he? I know. Yeah. That. About what? His dead wife. And I don't think it matters to reveal this right now, although you don't know that at the time, but his wife, uh, well, this is my interpretation, she committed suicide by slashing her wrists whilst in the bath. Why did she do it? What? what? Well, because Pennywise the Clown was after her. No. The stuff here is way more... <laughs> Horrible than Pennywise the Clown. That's this is joke. way more ho- horrible, mate. And, y- and you'll get it by the end. Okay, so they have a few bad dreams. So let me get to where I need to be. I'm reading my little notes because I don't want to miss anything out in that bit that I like to call the middle. So they find the horizon, and three of them board the event horizon. I think it's three of them. So Morpheus goes on board. Yeah. Um, and Justin, Justin, which is he's a younger fella. He's very Beaver. young. Yeah. He's a bit. He's no, but he's a bit that, like you. That, that kind of age. Yeah, yeah he's about so. Justin Beaver age. Justin Beaver, did you say? Yeah, Beaver. Yeah. And <laughs> and there's a lady as well. I can't remember what she she did. Is, uh, she, is she hot? I can't remember. Not well. It depends which one you mean. There's two ladies. But on the ship. Well. On the ship, on the rescue ship, yeah. yeah. There's one who's like a first officer, I would have said. Like one who goes on, the one who goes on the uh, horizon. Blonde, blonde girl, and then the girl who goes on the event horizon, I think is... I can't remember what the role oh. is. Or what. But she, but she finds a dead body on that. Yeah, but she's very close to Justin, just for the record. You, you think? He, I, I didn't a, get that. She, yeah, she's a bit of a mother figure, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he calls her Mama Bear. Mama all, Bear, and she's... Is he IQ, Baby Bear? Isn't it? And he, he baby... gets... Re- he's referred to as Baby Bear by more than one person, actually. But he's <laughs> quite young. He does look like he's about 14 compared to the rest. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. they find a dead body on the horizon. There's, there's no real sign of life, although it is showing signs of life on their scanners. Yeah. So they, don't, they, they don't actually find any. They, they find this dead body. Was his eyes removed? I can't remember. Uh, wasn't. Well, it was pretty beaten up. And yeah. I think among among the injuries, there were no eyes. An older, they, yeah. Well, they, they speculated that that could have been down to pressure or some kind of yeah. So that would make your eyes issue like, with yeah. the ship, maybe a hole breached or something. But then that guy, one of the more the trauma guy, said, "Oh no, that would never do that." And look at this mark here and all this. He's like, "No, that's something else." So it was all pretty hideous. But yeah. they were frozen, weren't they? Because the yes. ship was powered down, so it was all like sub-zero. So everything floating around, the, the dead corpses that you saw, or yeah. parts of, they were frozen solid. Oh, those lovely special effects at the beginning. Yeah. Benchmark 4000 on a PC yes. kind of special Lovely effect. special effects, Paul. You, They're really good, it. were they? Oh, especially the watch scene. Were yeah. they also done with the pencil? No, no, <laughs> might as well. They were that. early CGI, and it's it's just not quite up to spec. It just looks a little bit kind of like what a computer game would look like these days. It's it's no better than that. Yeah, I can render that on my PC. Basically, it's like yeah, early early days of that kind of stuff, and it's still okay, but you do notice it. So you know, it's ju- dated. <laughs> Justin on in the ship, he he goes. He has to go on his own for some reason. He so goes he, down he, to the drive yeah, room, doesn't he? The engineering part, the the yeah. the, the space bending part. So he goes in. He sees the gravity core, which is this kind of weird thing, like I don't know, like a load of mechanical. Yeah. Well, what a bit would like you call a gyroscope? It? Reminded me of saw some of it, like the way that everything was linking yeah. together. Um, so. He sees that, and it kind of it sees him, and it appears to sh- kind of change itself, and it and it looks like I don't know, like well, it opens up a wormhole, doesn't it? Basically, yeah. And he sticks his hand in it, and then which was a and, seriously bad idea. Which was stupid. Why would you stick your hand in it? And then so he ends up getting sucked in, and there's there's another guy called Cooper, and I think he's he's like the rescue guy on the ship. Um, yeah, he he gets over to the event horizon and basically pulls him out. He doesn't have a good time in this Justin at all. This film, nah. not at all. He has a really bad time from the very beginning, and he gets pulled out by his uh, like a leash or whatever you want to call it. He's on some kind of tether. So yeah. they had a teenage boy that they yeah. called Baby Bear that they were walking around a ship on a leash. On a leash, yeah. So mm-hmm. they pull yeah. him back. Um. And he's like in a kind of a coma state when they get him back, mm-hmm. um, having very bad dreams and things. Um, and you, you, you got anything more on that, Steve? Because I'm getting to the end of my notes on this middle section. Well, what it all basically builds up to is he's been somewhere that at that point nobody knows where. Yeah. And. He comes back like near enough comatose. He just sits, lays there, wide, eyes wide open, not saying anything, not really moving, for the most part. But he's obviously also quite a bit at various old, points. He's, yeah, he's having serious kind of 
visions and dreams at certain points and obviously suffering quite badly and like like horrific stuff and other people on the ship are also having kind of weird visions sometimes they're like their worst memories or biggest fears and stuff like that are manifesting themselves on you know what seems like very very real but the ship appears to be kind of tapping into their worst nightmares and fears and kind of making them happen it's like the ship yeah the ship's been to somewhere and brought something back with it brought something back with it yeah that's the idea isn't it like it's it seems to be like it's haunted mm-hmm. i think that's like it's, it's brought so they they do talk about this a bit later what that the, the ship's yeah. been in this other dimension um yeah and you if and, you have a view on it what is that dimension it's certainly not like ours um, no it's been somewhere they, they don't really know where it's been for quite a long time and then it starts to unravel a bit doesn't it because there's these visions that people keep seeing like their worst nightmares and fears as i say and then maybe who did the latin translation yeah he eventually realizes that the, the what he translated was incorrect because it's you know dodgy recording <laughs> with all kinds of screaming and nasty noises in the background you can't hear yeah. it very clearly but he says i don't think it was save me it was there were some extra words in there that you didn't quite get and it was actually save yourselves save yourselves and so then we... he said and he said ah but it gets worse i think the next bit is blah 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 in latin and that's it's save yourselves from hell from hell so it's like they brought back hell. Now there They've is been a, to hell, yes. There's there's some video footage they get from the from ship's the log, ship. or yeah, from, yeah, from the ship's log. And I wrote down the old crew are eating each other, right? Well, so kind they, of. Yeah, there, there, there's some weird, horrible stuff. And I think that's I think a lot of maybe the deleted scenes. Well, the left-out footage was more of that, and it might have explained a lot more about what went on that ship. Yeah, it didn't that. look good. It didn't look no. nice. It was just, it was just weird. As so they all ate each other. Yeah, well, fucked well, each other, ate each other. It was like did, how did you When you say fucked ate each other, you don't mean ate each other in a sexy way. No, there's nothing Not, sexy about it. Nothing but sexy just, at all. It, so how, but how do you eat each other? Just well, it wasn't not... really eating each other. It wasn't for sustenance. It just seemed to be a world from the little snapshots you see of it and, like, dodgy footage and you only see bits of it and get the gist. But basically, there's people skewered and disemboweled and tied up in barbed wire and massive... I don't know what the fuck those things were, but great big arms going down people's throats. and It was just absolutely gross. <laughs> it didn't look like... I wouldn't want to go there on holiday. No, it's. Do you think they were the seven years they were missing? Do you think they were actually in that dimension for seven years? Well, that's my yeah. I think that's what they're trying to say. That's horrible. And it is the embodiment of hell, you know. And yeah. uh, and why did it come back? Well, this is unclear, actually, because yeah. it, Doctor Weird, he um, he was having a some weird visions and stuff even before they got anywhere near the ship yes because i think he's a bit traumatized by the loss of his wife and the regrets about that etc again it's missing footage might explain that 
Yeah, which which you know may have nothing to do with it, but right from the start, there's some of those visions he was having, the nightmares he was having, well before they got near the event horizon, were she had no eyes, and that did seem to be a bit of a theme as hell was yeah, they, gouging they, people's they, eyes out. And they things. like to gouge eyes out. So I don't know. Maybe there was because he was. I know you know there was some presence on that ship that was affecting people, but Doctor Weird. He seemed to be kind of drawn into this whole thing with great interest and like not he was never afraid of it in the same way that the others were. He he was more interested in being part of the ship and getting the ship back and all the rest of it. I wonder if he was already kind of if he was picked on by these forces as the person to kind of lead this ship back into hell. For what purpose, I don't know, but he seemed to be the most compliant one with yes. the will of whatever force was on that ship, whereas everyone else wanted to get the fuck out of there. He was like, no, we must stay, we must do this, we must... You know, he just seemed wrapped up in it all, and I can not really it. understand why. Yeah, it, that certainly doesn't explain that. I don't think it does at all. Um, no. So we, we're kind of moving towards the end of the movie already. Um, I can't remember anything more in the middle. Well, there's plenty that happens in the middle. In we, particular, the, and one of the scenes... I don't know why this one messes my head so much, but if there's a bit where something distracts them away. There's some huge banging noises outside the med lab and, like, dents appearing in the airlock, like someone's trying to get in. Yes, Do you that's what... that bit? That's why I can't think it's haunted. Like, there is a... Yeah, there's some kind of presence there, for on, sure. On, but, on board, yeah. And the only assumption you can make is something that came back from this other dimension where it had been. But you never really see that as such. But in the distraction, they run here and there, try to get away from it, work out what the hell's going on. And then Mama Bear suddenly goes, Justin. And they realise he's walked into, he's suddenly up and moving about and he's walked into the airlock. That's my, this is my favourite scene in the movie, I think. Well, me. it's only my favourite in the sense that it's so weird, <laughs> and so it's, it's nicely done, but it, I don't, I don't like it. And it, it messes Does Justin die in the airlock then? Not well, quite, but he probably wishes he had. Um, what happens to? Oh, him? this is this will be you explain this, Steve, because I, I do like this part of the film. Well, I like, I, I think it's well done, but actually, it just makes me feel really weird. But he he overrides their ability to open the door. So he's in there and they can't get in and one of them's trying to sort of override that so they can get him out. And then he... And he's obviously under the influence of a hallucination of some kind at this point. So... And that happened a couple of times before. There was definitely something that was like... had a hold of him. And he presses the... Well, decompression, I suppose, to open the airlock and decompress that area. And... Inevitably, that's not going to be good. <laughs> so, so there's a countdown. Isn't there? Yeah, it starts the countdown, and as soon as he's done that, he seems to suddenly come back to himself without remembering how he got there. And he really regrets it. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you would, because it's, it's like, <laughs> well, why am I, why am I in the airlock, Mama Bear, Mama Bear, and all this stuff, and they can't get him out. And now that he's triggered the to open the thing, even if they did, that would be bad too. So they can't open it up. And they just have to stand there looking through this um, 
sort of viewing glass. They can they can see them, but they just can't do anything about it. And basically, a rapid decompression into <laughs> a massive vacuum of space is not friendly to the human body. And so does he explode? Not literally. Now he's, it starts off a bit gradually, so all his veins start popping out, and he's going, "Oh, my eyes!" And his eyes are going to pop out, and blood starts coming out because the you know of course i'm sure you know the pressure on the inside of the body is going to become greater than what's on the outside and try and get out and it, it's just a bit horrible it is a bit horrible I, I, it fucks with me that one i don't know why particularly but you see right most thing. more gory things and more it's quite hard it? it's quite hard yeah though. but there is something about it it's that helplessness look on his face and they can't do anything about it, and they obviously care for him, and it's sort of really... Uh, yeah, it's not nice. Not nice to watch. But you can commend it in a way, because it has the effect that they're, they're going for. So, yeah, he doesn't come off well, but he does live. They manage to get him stable again. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne rushes up there in his spacesuit because he happened to be outside trying to fix something in a pressure suit so he's able to grab him and they get him back into the airlock but he's a little fucked up by that point yeah because he's giving him instructions isn't he you got to bend down you got to bend down empty your lungs and all this stuff and, and he's obviously trying to do that but he's actually screaming in agony at the same time and it's all yeah it's all pretty gross but he gets him back he is still alive not in a good yeah. way but he's, he no. is still alive he's got no, no eyes i think his eyes are gone aren't they? yeah yeah he's, he's, so he's his be... eyes pop out of his head all his vein pops out and blood yeah. comes out of him but he manages to survive Wow. Yeah. But, <laughs> having been floating about in space. I mean, to me, having not seen it, it seems fucking unlikely. It is unlikely. And what was old Fishburne doing outside then, floating about? Well, they, was, they were out doing maintenance of some kind because the, the other ship that they arrived in had been damaged. And they were trying to fix it. I think that was what was going on at that point. And he kind of, when this crisis blows up, he leaps off there and jetpacks over to the the event horizon to try and... Uh... But I thought... So I thought Fishburne was one of the people that went onto the event horizon with them. He did, but he came back. So partway through, he fucks off for a repair job. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they all end up on the ship pretty much. Um, yeah. They all end up on the event horizon, don't they? They're, I think all... they do at some point, yeah. But when you say they all... I mean, this is one of the things that struck me about it. it given that... Well, we don't really know the size of the crew on that original ship, the Event Horizon, when it went missing, but it's definitely going to be more than 18. And there was, what, how many of them? There were many. Six? Six, yeah, six. Maybe seven. Of which one was a, specifically a pilot? There was somebody to do with trauma. I mean, Eris. it wasn't a very comprehensive crew for the scale of problem they were running into, for sure, even though there weren't any of the crew left. It just seemed like, well, even if there was, what is that many people really going to do? Yeah. So, there are a number of imperfect uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's elements still, to this story, for this sure. They've all been left out. I'm sure it makes sense if you add it all in there. Because why, well, why would you have it not explain itself as well? You know? I don't know. But, like, so, with this repair that he has to do, like... So they go on the ship, they're wandering around, people start having weird hallucinations all gear. And then part way through, what Lawrence Fishburne's character just goes, Oh, I'm a bit fed up with this, I might just nip off to do that repair. Go, yeah, all that, right then. The, well, the ship did get damaged. Yeah, but 
Well, that's their only way back. They need yeah, to. They go, what, what point? At what point did the ship get damaged? That's a good point. I think like, did it get damaged at the start? No. Like, if it got damaged at the no. start, the only part way through the film decided, oh fuck, bollocks! I should no. fucking no. fix that. Was it when they docked, or was it? No, it was something else that happened along the way and i think it was roughly around the point where the whole airlock thing kicked off there was some other disturbance that fractured something on the it wasn't a body hit into it was it no it no, wasn't justin right. on a gun so, so there was some shooting on it as well well it might have come later Let, let's talk that was about a bit that. later but yeah anyway it, it got damaged by something that the sh- some of the ruckus on the ship damaged the ship that they came in the rescue ship and they all are already at this point aware they need to get the hell off the event horizon because it's fucked, basically, both in terms of the presence there and the fact that it's not got enough oxygen for more than about, what was it, 20 hours? Yeah. What, but what's what, the weirdest thing that's happened up until this point? The weirdest thing? They've all experienced like, kind of... But people haven't died yet. No. Uh, no. no. But they all no. die. They all die in this next bit. But do do, do they see the video <laughs> of all the people eating themselves then? Yes, whacking yeah. each other off. Or yeah. So guys just thought ruckus was a good way to describe it. They're all eating each other, and they're God, there's a hell of a fucking ruckus on this ship. Wow, that guy's just, just eating that man's it's, penis. It's just weird, mate. When you when you see it, um, <laughs> it's it's just weird and like. Gross. Can't understand why. You know? Yeah, there's no explanation for what's going on. That's the thing. It just looks like, well, hell. Why have they done that? And and are, are their bodies all in the ship still on the uh, some of them on are. the there's walls? Blood the, and guts just, scattered everywhere in certain places. There's bits that remind me of Hellraiser in this, and it's not that is not one of my favourite films. Although it's it's kind of a clever story, but I don't like it. Well, there is, is because that those sort of uh, images you uh, pick up mm. of what was going on when it was in that other dimension. I can kind of imagine being Pinhead's world, if you know what I mean. Yes, that's where he. I would imagine he came from, and you see similar images in some of the Hellraiser films, like his his backstory of where he's been and where he comes from. It does remind me of that, but I think if anything, it's been more gross. But like I said. A lot of that might have been cut because you don't see a lot of it, but you see enough to kind of get the idea. This is unpleasant, you know, <laughs> to say the least. Very much so. So, shall we move towards like the end? So, it... yeah, so it makes the... even less sense. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, what... is there, there? There is a bit more to the middle of the film, but well, Weir is being a pain now. Maybe we should just cover the fact that Weir doesn't want them to leave, does he? He wants to save the ship no matter what. So, so he's fallen out with the ship, really, with the crew. He's not. He's not a great. Uh, he's not very popular with the rescue team, who are more interested in saving themselves from hell. He seems more obsessed with the ship, and I'm not sure whether his desire to, you know, have anything to do with hell is part of it at that point. But it does seem to be something drawing him in. So, does, did he make the ship then? He, well, yeah, he designed it, and he's essentially. Do you think? Do you for think it. he just wants to save the ship because it's all he's got left? Well, he's dead. Uh, yeah, no I think kids, that might. That might. No friends. Been, he's a fucking loser. Yeah, no that might have been the him. original drive. He was obviously very proud of it and full of himself. Do you get that much? 
but it would be. He, yeah. He, he didn't seem. You know, it's the only thing of its type in the world, and it was on a what was it? A trial mission. That's where all this broke out. Mission. Yeah. So he's obviously probably there mainly because of wanting to save the ship and his project and understand what's happening. He's a scientist, you know. But even from early on, he seems to be kind of. I don't know, driven by other things. Well, I think addition. he becomes whatever came Do you think he's back? driven by lust? Well, no, I think no. he's driven by hell. I think hell has got, is, is sucking him in somehow. Yeah, whatever came back, I think, possesses him. Well, I know it does. Yeah. Yeah, well, it literally does, doesn't it? Because he's the one who... Well, quite what hell has got... In, why it's got interest in this particular ship, I don't know. I can't understand any of that. Other than, but, other than it's been there, you know. But then, then, yeah, and I guess it's the only thing that's ever been there and come back. Maybe that's the interest. It's a way of and, getting out of hell and we've to brought, spread throughout the rest of the universe. Yes, and we've brought hell back with us. Ah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. So, so you can I... go through a wormhole into hell, then? Yes. Apparently so. Or at least the dimension that is... Because I thought you just dug a hole. What, you think it's at the centre of the Earth? Well, do you know that film I watched where they were just digging a hole to hell? Um, (laughs) To save their dog. To save their dog, yeah. So it was a bit... Well, it's not like that at all. But I always imagined that hell was below us and heaven was above, you know? Well, that is the way it's basically portrayed. Not that yeah. it's in another dimension, a whole kind of parallel universe. Well, I think it's or, because the centre of the Earth is very hot. And people talk about yeah, hell so being hellfire. It's very yeah. hot. It's very hot down there. Yeah. You burn in hell. It's always got something to do with heat and burning hell when many references to it. So I guess you'd associate it with the core of the planet and heaven with the clouds. Exactly. Loosely that's speaking. That's how, that's how it should be. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, okay, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. So, <laughs> <laughs> everything makes perfect sense now. What's well, next? There you go, Paul. Are you happy with that so far? I'm happy with that. I think it's one of the best explanations I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, they they get into a bit of a... We're heading towards the end now. So, they get in a bit of a, a ruckus with weird... The rest of the crew. Yes, who's who's covered himself in barbed wire and scarred up and yes. gouged his eyes out. And again, he looks he looks like something from Hellraiser. That's what he I does. Think. Yeah, he looks, he looks like, like a bit of a yeah a take on Pinhead it, in a way. A cenobite, the 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 new cenobite. Yeah, so he's wrapped himself in barbed wire. All sorts well, of weird not, stuff. Yeah, he's, 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 he's like just, fully dressed at this point, or down to yeah, his bra and no, panties again. He's, well, he's got his bra on, no pants, right. obviously. Actually, yeah. Uh, He's, yeah, he's still he's acting he's 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 behaving like he's captain of the ship, but he's sat in the captain's chair with no eyes and his eyes are all stitched up and yeah, he's he's not looking his usual. So he's taken his own eyes out and stitched the holes up. Well yeah. something did. Sounds a bit like a David Blaine magic trick, doesn't it? Something he'd do. And then he'd pull a yeah. card out of his arsehole or something. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well we haven't got to that bit yet. He pulls so, a card out of his arsehole. Yeah, he is does. that how it ends? That's yeah. the end. Is this your card? Actually, shit. <laughs> the four of dots. 
diamonds. Yes. Were, were we watching the same film, Kev? I might, I might have mixed this up with something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. David Blaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm losing track now. Oh dear. We need yeah. to move on to the end. The end. So. So he says, actually, Doctor Weird, all yeah. gouged up and whatever else. He says, the ship won't let you leave. No one can leave. No one can leave. And we have to go back to where it's been. Basically, something along those lines. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy with that. No, I don't think anyone was happy with that. I think the reaction was generally, you know, unanimously, fuck Very you. Very negative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that how they is that how they did they just go oh, they all oh, sat around a table off, and went oh fucking hell you're fucking kidding me yeah, I've yeah. left the oven on I've got yeah. a shepherd's pie in the oven well they're not going to have to worry about that it's hot enough where they're going <laughs> and is that when it all kicked off because then I'll wear when has that got beef in it he said lamb? fuck fuck your fucking shepherd's pie <laughs> we're going he said we're going to hell and we're going to eat no shepherd's pies there. You'll have enough garlic bread down your throat that you won't know what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Does it end? Is that how it ends? He attacks no. you with garlic bread. No. He rams all the garlic bread down the throat. Die, you fuckers! And then um, he drives it, in, it drives it into hell. They'd probably just take a, a garlic baguette, wrap it in barbed wire, and then jab it down someone's throat and shove another one up their ass. That's, that's basically the sort of stuff that was going on, but just without the bread. <laughs> so the people were shoving stuff up their ass as well? They were just going everywhere. Any orifice. or it, 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 it's Is this madness. an actual film, or did you guys just whack off to a porno this afternoon? No, this is no. an actual film. No it's an porno. actual film, definitely. It was. It's not that kind of. No. Before we do the end, I'm just trying to figure out where we are, what's happened. So basically, ship space. gets lost. They We're go in the to last... space yeah. to find the ship. They go on the ship, fuck each other with garlic bread, <laughs> and then Weir wraps barbed wire around himself, and that's where we're at now. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, going, pretty much. Yeah. Going into the final battles now. Yeah. You know, so so what, what's what's the aim? They want to get off the bloody event horizon and go home. They want to split. They don't they want to split the ship. Not yet, because they're trying to repair their own ship to go home, that's aren't they? Fucked. That's fucked. Though, isn't it? Yeah, but then Weir takes one of the because there's a safety mechanism on the ship. So there's like the crew all at the front of the ship. Then there's like a massive long corridor lined with explosives between the crew area. And the drive room. So, in the event that you accidentally end up in hell or something, or you know you're going to, you could blow that part of it off, leave the drive to disappear, and save the crew. Right? And what happens is we're to try and stop them leaving, nicks one of the explosives, puts it on the ship they came in, the rescue ship, and detonates that. So, they have no other way of getting home other than to stay on the event horizon and try and get yes. home with that. And that's what Weird wants. He wants and that was another unpopular move. He didn't make any friends doing that. No. And another couple of the crew, the rescue crew, died because some of them didn't rush straight off the ship. They they tried to find the explosive, and then they did find it, 
and it had like three seconds to go when they opened up the, had no the timer, chance. and it was like, yeah. oh shit, and kaboom, gone. Kaboom. No more. Sean See, some of them blew up. The where See, some from? of them blew up on the on the other ship. They died on the ship yes. that they came on. Right? Yeah, I think there was two. Well, actually, I think only one died. The other one got fired in space. Yeah, he so presumably, out. so presumably they're still out there now. Cooper gets back on the ship, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he uses he he, he dumps his air supply in order to. I thought you were going to say he does a dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he, he may a have really done. big shit, and that propels him towards the event horizon. He may have done. He could have fired his way back, but he, he was rapid. He was. He was rapid. He was rapid. Rapid. In space, no one can hear you shit. No, <laughs> but he got back through rapid expansion of air. Or expulsion of air, I should say. Um, whether so, did he really... actually just fart then? If it was rapid expulsion of air, well, it might have been. Did he what? light it as well? That no. would have been an amazing scene. He's in outer space. <laughs> Imagine if he lit it his own little jetpack. <laughs> just to add a bit of fun to the whole scene, yeah. Oh, he was loving it though, Cooper. On the way back, he was like, "Yeah, come on, I'm going to do I this." Can, I know he I'm loved it. The I don't jump at the gun because you haven't done the end yet, but based on what you've told me so far, I would give this movie a 10. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, garlic bread, farts, it's got everything, mate, at the moment. Absolutely. You so, can't fault it. <laughs> so anyway, the end, what happened? Yeah, let's do it. So we, we can wrap it up reasonably quickly. Um, yeah. So they try to detonate the ship, don't they? They do detonate the ship. They split it. That's the idea, to save the remaining crew members and keep Weir in the drive end of the ship and send him back to Hill, but without them. That's with the Mor- idea. Yeah, with Morpheus, so he ends up with him. Ah, but he ends up in the drive room as well. So, so Morpheus ended up having a bit of a fight with him. With yeah, Weir. and he's got the detonator to separate the ship, hasn't he? They have a bit of a fight. He's all like on fire to begin with because he's pretending to be somebody that he let burn in the past when they were in I don't know, Vietnam or somewhere. Yeah. And he's fucking with his head. But Morpheus wins the day. He gets to the detonator and his choice is, well, either everyone's going to die here or I'm going to press this. I'll end up going to hell, which is a bummer, but the crew will be safe. And so he blows the corridor. The ship with the remaining crew on escapes. And three then left. The, the, three, three of them, the, aren't there? Yeah. One of them being Justin, who's a bit fucked up, but yes. And then the drive end of the ship disappears, presumably, as far as we know, back to hell. With the... With, uh, do you think it went back to hell, or do you think it just blew up? No, did, it, went, you... it went into a black hole. But it oh. didn't end up in Margate or something, did it? Well, it might have done. We don't know. I don't know how they know where it's going. Oh, but we was there. I mean, he wasn't happy about the fact that he'd blown the corridor because he wanted to take everybody. I'm not really sure why, but um, my theory is... Because the very end scene of the film is that first officer-type character, the, the girl, looking out of the window, and she just stares there, sort of mesmerised by the whole... Well, not mesmerised, probably the wrong word, but sort of stunned by the whole situation. And the last word she just says before the film ends is, Miller. Because it dawns on her that he's gone to hell to save them. That's my theory. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. So, th- did we get to the rescue, the, the, the bit at the end where 
Oh. Like an, an, where they get collected and there's another rescue. Yeah, you, you get to the 72 days later bit. Yeah. <laughs> After they've all gone on. in the status. And she has, that same girl has a bit of a nightmare because the rescue team comes in and it's like, oh, you're okay now, we're here, we're, we're, you're fine, you're fine, don't panic. And then he takes his like, helmet off or whatever and it's Dr. Weird back again, all scarred up and looking like a maniac. But that turns out to be a dream, doesn't it? And then yeah. she sort of wakes up for real and there's a real rescue team there. And I think, as far as I can tell, they were saved. There was nothing to say that went wrong. It just ends very shortly after that, doesn't it? Yeah. And that so is th- the end. That's the end, Paul. Pretty much. Yeah. What a film. It was. It was. It was, it was great because it's all. It's all in outer space. It's all. It's creepy. It's, it's really very creepy. creepy. The whole it's situation. Claustrophobic. You know, it's. Oh. It's a good film, and it's a pity you've missed it. And. It sounds intense. Yeah, it's pretty much. It's a not very I think, nice I think scene, how, it? How, how, how it affects you is probably more... Because I find all of that idea of space and time and the bending of it and black holes and all that sort of stuff really quite amazing. So to tamper with it, it's like, why well, I'm scared of the, the Large Hadron Collider in, uh, where is it, Switzerland? Switzerland, yeah. They're creating black holes there, albeit microscopic ones. What if that goes wrong and we get sucked into hell? That's always been my fear. Could happen. Could happen. You've got stuff travelling at the speed of light. Apparently these particles, when they're the little tiny microscopic particles, they hit each other with the same force because they're going so fast. It's like a 400-tonne train or some balmy thing. There's a huge amount of energy in that thing. And it does create little black holes. It's, it's literally bending our understanding of physics, really. It's like, it's like right on the edge of it. What happens when they build a bigger machine? Well, then we die. I mean, that was <laughs> that was a joke at the time. Is a lot of people really worried that this thing might create a black hole that would consume the Earth. That they, they might actually break the space-time yeah. fabric. You know, I mean, and theoretically, why are they doing it? You could, well, because they want to understand it, don't they? That's the thing. With the risk of destroying. Well, the that Earth. was the thing. It's like I remember. Uh, Frankie Boyle made a joke about this on a TV program. He said, "If my son said, week. was it? He said, if my son yeah. said to me, Dad, can I have a train set? I'd say, yeah. If he said, Dad, can I have a train set that might end the universe? I'd say, how about a bike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can it actually end the universe? Well, though, no, one, that... no that, that's the thing. That's what he was basically saying, which I haven't explained very well, because they... They cannot absolutely categorically say, no, it won't. They don't believe it will. And they think the risk is absolutely minimal to the point that they've obviously been using it for years now. But no one knew at the time absolutely that nothing dangerous could come out of it. It was just, we don't think so, to a fairly certain degree, but not absolute certainty. They didn't know. And so you could argue, well, maybe they should have taken the precaution of getting a bike instead. Yeah, I mean, I know it's all in the search of knowledge, but I think I'd, given the choice of knowing something or dying, I think I'd rather not die. Well, that was the point some people were making at the time and where he was coming from. But, um, you know, so far, I guess they have, well, they have learned a lot, I'm sure. I mean, don't ask me to explain it. <laughs> but um, they, 
haven't ended the universe. These black holes are a kind of microscopic level. And because of that, they can't possibly absorb, or well, I think the theory is they can't possibly absorb enough matter to really make any difference before they fizzle out. They don't, they don't last as long. I mean, even a real full-size black hole won't last forever. It will reach some kind of capacity or a point where the forces pushing matter away are greater than the forces pulling matter in, I believe. Don't Do you think it's in. worth doing, though, the research? Are you all for it? Or? Well, I find it fascinating, I can't deny, but I can't claim to have a good enough understanding of the depths of it to really know the answer. I mean, I, well, I maybe, so. maybe, you know, maybe our, our listeners will have a have a point of view i just wonder is it yes. worth spending all that money to do that and also be sending shit into space when there's people in the world that are starving i mean uh, why the fuck do we want to keep going to mars or if you really want to spend the money why don't you spend it inventing something so that people can watch sky tv on a rainy day well maybe I mean, this will do that yeah i mean i mean i don't is... i don't know how they get pictures back from mars and yet you can't you know, you can't watch Sky on a rainy day. Well, that's, that's Sky can't good. even get their TV through on a on a wet day. Well, that's that's uh, that will piss off all the poor people. <laughs> well, well, yeah, what will they do? I don't know. So anyway, that was our review of the Event Horizon. Um, so mm. what are we going to rate it? Well, you want to go first today, Steve? Would you like to go first? No. Yeah. I am going to give it seven. Seven. Because I do like it a lot. I think it shows its age a little bit here and there. I don't think it'll be for everyone. I'm trying to, you know, I think maybe my own personal view, it it just seems to touch a few nerves with me for some reason. But, you know, I, I think it's worthy of a seven just generally forget horror as a genre even though it's pretty gross in places i think it it gets to you or it gets to me would, anyway would you say would you say it's a genuinely good film or would you say it's a yeah. guilty pleasure so no, probably, I'd, say, I'd, I'd say it's so genuinely... not like not like twister then That's no, no, no 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 <laughs> there are i say there are flaws in the film and some of the acting is not really that heartfelt but then there's other bits where it seems to work really well. So it's not perfect. But as an overall experience, it gets to me. And I quite like being disturbed by it, actually. If someone it's... said best bit of the film, what would you say? That's hard. Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's been too long. Let's move on. <laughs> no, just, just give us a chance here. I think the explanation of the, the gravity drive is like quite an interesting idea. Well, yeah, but I think the scene that, you know, in terms of the impact it has on you as a viewer, it is that airlock scene with Justin. I yeah, think that's the best, one. Best scene in it. Yeah. If someone said, I can't believe yeah. that Justin survives. Well, you wouldn't, no. In reality, I'm sure you wouldn't. He's been, been inside he, out. He'd been pretty fucked, right? Well, he was fucked. Well, he, yeah, he wasn't looking good, but, you know. So, for me, I'm going to give it the same. I'll pretty much mirror everything Stephen said. So, you know, I was seven, eight out of You know, could have been a nine, but there was lack of naked people in it. So I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with a seven. And 
I'm sure I'll watch it again in a few years. I own it, and it'd be one of them that I, every few years I revisit. It's a great film. Yeah. Um, well, I own it too, and that's the same thing for me. I haven't watched it in a I long have while, heard, but you know, I have heard they're making a series of this. A series of it. Yeah. Ooh. Who is? I'm not sure who's actually making it, but it's definitely rumours out there that it's been, that there's a series being made. I heard that last year. So, uh, yeah. could be, could be interesting. Probably, you know, if it sticks to the same kind of genre. Yeah. That weird Hellraiser shit going on in it. You know, it could, could be quite interesting. Isn't so, it a bit mad to think, though, now I stop and think about it, that that film came out 23 years ago? Yeah. We're old. We're seriously old. According to a quick Google search, it's going to be an Amazon Prime thing. It is Amazon Prime, is it? Okay. Well, I look forward to that in the summer. I'll definitely be watching. And Paul, what was your thoughts on the uh, as as a? I know you haven't seen it, but as an idea, as a you know. Well, based on what you guys told me, I'd probably give it a seven out of ten as well. But if I get time this week, I'm going to watch it to see if I actually think it's a load of old complete bollocks. You might do because you loved Ravenous. So we never know. It's definitely better than that. (laughs) You know, for me, I tell the the listeners that Ravenous is our least played episode. That's another film I haven't watched this week. What's that? Ravenous. Ravenous, yeah. But for me, it was the funniest episode we did. And I really should go back and visit it because it's there's chairs in it. There's a lot of chairs. It was it was our most uh, random pick though because I don't ra- think any random. of us had seen that. And and it was just a strange movie with mm. stacks of chairs in it and zombies. But well worth a listen to, I think. It's one of my favourites, and it's done you know the least listens. But yeah, listen to it. Please listen to it. Get it up to two listens. It'll be well worth well worth it. So that was Event Horizon. Seven out of ten movie, seven boners. Not too bad. Um it's up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty much up there. So we're gonna get on to the next segment, which is normally called What Did We Watch This Week? But probably is going to be called what did kev watch this week i did watch something okay so we go we go to steve so what have you watched this week what have you been watching no seriously what have you been watching no country for old men good film it is a good film i have to explain to listeners quick actually because some Mm. of them if if you're joining that i think i'm the only one who really watches horror as a you know, that's probably all I watch in sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Steve and I watch pretty much everything, but won't stick to that. And Paul's exactly the same. So on our what we watch this week, you'll probably find that Paul will watch stuff about EU and exports and stuff like that. Um, Steve and I watch films that are not anything to do with horror, and I watch horror. You also watch a lot more films. You seem to. Yeah, regardless of genre, I mean, okay, maybe it's always horror, but in a week, I might watch one film, whereas you tend to watch one every... 
I've watched one, two, okay. three, four this week. Yeah, yeah I, know, I watch some every day. So, Steve, you watched what was it? No Country for Old Men. Coming for this film, and did I you did en- enjoy? Did it. you enjoy yeah. it? Yeah, I think the character on Antoine, uh, what is he called? Not Sergey. The bad guy character who shoots people in the head with a bolt gun is just really fascinating. Such a, he's so principled in certain ways that really don't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Who and, plays him? I uh, can't remember his name. I was watching an interview with him actually early in the week after watching it, but he's. It's not Josh Brolin. He's in. He got. It, a, he? he got. Um, he won an Oscar for best supporting actor for it, I believe. They must have done. But not right. not not Josh Brolin then. It's not him. No, 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 no. Is it Javier Bardem? Is that his yeah, name? That's it. I don't know if that's exactly how you pronounce it. But no, yeah. I don't think it is. But that'll do. That's close enough. It's him. He's in the Bond film, isn't he? As well. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the Skyfall. Um, is it Sky? Skyfall. Skyfall. That's pretty good. Yeah. He, he's the, the the betrayed agent who goes out with vengeance, isn't he? He's essentially yeah. the bad guy in that. Well, I think he's in the new one as well. Is he? Yeah. Whenever that gets released. <laughs> yeah, which well, is very good. He, he's very good in that film. It's, it's quite an intriguing character. I mean, it's not a an action film as such. I would say it's more of a thriller. But, yeah, it's, it's quite captivating. I like it a lot. I've seen it before, obviously, but not for a while. And just really enjoyed watching it again. All right. Anything else, Steve? Did you watch anything else this week? Anything you could recommend? Not on the film front, particularly. I um, was watching some Dave Gorman just before this, which was extremely mm. funny. He's worth a look. Yeah, comedian. What was the series called? Modern, Modern Life is Goodish, I think it's called. <laughs> and it is just very I funny. I don't know. I don't think I've watched it. You ought to have a look at it. Yeah, there's a new well to me it's a new series i watched series one ages ago but there's a series two and i found it on youtube in like whole chunks like the whole program not i think it's officially uploaded i think yeah. um anyway it's very amusing it's good good nice how are you paul yeah i suppose you've been too busy to watch anything this week yeah i've been a bit preoccupied i mean i didn't even watch the film we were reviewing so yeah that's cool. Well, I've watched a few bits. Uh, last week, I bought. Like Apple were doing a deal on the Tremors movies, all six of them. So I bought those. So I thought well, it's time to educate the children. So on Monday, we watched Tremors, the the first movie with Kevin Bacon in and Fred Ward about some. On the, they live in America and back and beyond. I think it's America. Um. The back and beyond, and there's these underground kind of worm things that go attacking people called graboids. It's a very funny movie. It's a lot of fun to watch, um, and the kids really liked it. So you know I mean, considering that one of them was going, I don't want to watch this shit at the beginning, and by the end of it, they loved it and wanted to watch the second one. So we on the Tuesday we went on to the second film, which was called Tremors 2 Aftershocks. 
Uh, basically, no Kevin Bacon in this one. But in Mexico, the Graboids have returned and they go and get you know, the, the, the second main character from the first Tremors because he knows how to destroy these things. So they end up going to Mexico, him and this new lad. And they base because they, they, they feel vibrations and sound and they attack it. So if you walk on the ground, for instance, they know you're there and kind of come up and try and eat you. So what they do, they come up with these uh, remote control cars with explosives on them. So they're driving them about. And when the graboid grabs it and goes back underground, they then explode it. So, yeah, basically th- these Mexican oil people had offered him, like, I think it was $50,000 per kill to come back and get these graboids. So that's what he does. And Very, very funny. Well impressed with the second one. Um, more than the first one in many ways. It was more fun. So I watched those two. I've got to do the other two. Well, the other four over the next couple of weeks, which I'll talk about next week. Then I watched a very different film a couple of nights ago called Adulthood. There's a stars Noel Clark. There, there was the original film based in Brentford. Was it? No, it's in London. Um, based about some youngsters drug dealing basically killing each other kid adulthood isn't it the first yeah kid adulthood so that so so adulthood was the second one after this the, the, the guy who killed someone got sent to prison and he was in there for about six years and when he comes out of prison uh there's obviously a lot of people want a bit of revenge so it's it's kind of a that, that kind of film and the guy who killed him his kind of redemption in a way and really good film actually really enjoyed it um quite violent in parts uh, you know a lot of youngsters selling drugs that kind of thing some nasty people in it uh, but a well-made film and, and and worth a watch so that was adulthood there's three of them isn't there yeah there's three there's one called brotherhood i think yeah um i haven't seen that yet uh, it's not on prime so i think i watched on prime uh, adulthood so i'm just waiting for the other one to come out uh, I've been watching a series as well. Did a few episodes last week called People Just Do Nothing. And that is not horror again. It's literally about a pirate radio station in Brentford. And they play like grime, drum and bass music. It's a mockumentary about these lads running this uh yeah, pirate radio station. It's, I think you'd quite like it, Steve, to be honest. It's got that same yeah, kind of humour. It. It's, it's got MC Grinder in, and I'm on series three now, and it's definitely worth a watch. It's very, very funny. Um, you know, it's just it's just good. It's certainly well acted, and the storylines are really good. Um, obviously, if you can get past the music and, and the rapping, there's a lot of that in it. Mm. Um, but it is it's it's good. So I've been I've been working my way through them. I think there's like five series, and I'm on series three. The other thing I started, I booted up the Evil Within two on the Xbox One. Um, been playing that for a bit, and then I stopped because I was stuck. And I've gone back to it. Still, it's quite scary. I don't think it's as scary as the first game, to be honest. It's less buggy this time round. So I've been playing that, lots of killing, lots of uh, scary zombie kind of things and other horrible monsters. So there's no online play on it, but you know, for a walkthrough game, it's, 
Really good. Have a go on it. A couple of books I want to get to. So I finished... Fucking Jason. hell, what, what, what run time are we at? Yeah, we're, we're at one... Well, I can piss off if you want, but we're, at, <laughs> we're about an hour, five minutes. It's about normal. Oh, that's not too bad. That's which, is about, which, is a, which is about normal, mate. Am I boring you? So, no, no, what, what, what else have you done all week besides read books, play games and watch films? Oh, this is in the evening now, because I've got a busy, <laughs> I get up very early, I look after my children, I go to work, I come home, I get my kids to bed, and then I've got that little gap, 8 till 10, 11 o'clock at night, where I have a couple of beers, and this is when I squeeze all this in. Um, Fair enough. And, Just checking. Oh, well, you know, you know you've, you've got to try and... You know, my wife's out there watching whatever bollocks she is, so like I like to... Come out to my, to my office. You know, she watches the stuff I wouldn't watch about hospitals and casualties and casualties. She used to love casualties. She loves casualty. Yeah, she, yeah, she loves that. Yeah, she records it and she watches all that. But so I go to my office and I watch what I want to watch. So yeah. there's, so when I go to bed, I can't sleep unless I read. So I, I've been reading and finished. Jason Brandt's The Gate, which is fantastic. Go and read it. It's really oh. good. And then I started Jeff Strands, and this is great, because I didn't even know, I don't know if this is new or not, but I'll just come oh, up wh- on my... Where's the book available, by the way, if people well, I, I, I buy it on Kindle, so on Amazon. So it's on there. If you look up Jason Brandt, it's on there. There's lots of books by him on there. That's an older one. There's lots of new ones. Um, but that one caught my eye, so that's why I wanted to read it. More paranormal. Um, but Jeff Strand, who's probably my favourite writer out there at the moment, <laughs> he's got a book out called Clowns versus Spiders. So I've started that, and it's really good. So as you can imagine, it's about clowns battling with spiders. Are these big spiders, or are they, they small fuck clowns? Fuck off spiders, mate. Normal clowns. So... I'll let you know how it goes. So I've just started it. So by next week, hopefully I've finished it and I can I can tell you how it is. But that was my week. And that was it. So, yeah. So it was a good week for uh, for TV and, and reading and gaming. All yeah, good. Fucking crammed a lot in, didn't you? Well, you've got to try, haven't you? So we can talk about what we're going to watch next week. So I noticed, I noticed on, I think it's on Netflix that Hereditary had come up. So I know you haven't seen it, Steve. It's quite a long movie, but it's quite a clever movie. Brilliant direction. Um, loads of little, kind of one of those movies when you watch it the second time, you, you realise what's going on a lot more. Definitely worth two viewing. So if we could watch Hereditary and review that, yeah. I, think that I think that would be fun. Because I've only just watched it. I'm quite happy to watch it again. Because I, I, every time I watch it, something else pops up in it. I thought, ah. Oh. And there is some quite brutal scenes. And, and I look forward to your views on those scenes as well. Because I was quite What is it up. about? I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. I'll read the... Hang on. I'll, I'll read the back of my Blu-ray. Okay. Says... When Alan... Ellen the matriarch of the Graham family passes away her daughter Annie her husband and the two children begin to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry mm-hmm. alright spooky 
There is a second film by that director called Midsummer that we'll probably do later on at some point. I'll be on my list to do anyway. But another one on Netflix, I think. Quite a long film. I think that was nearly three hours long, though. So, you, you all right with that? You all, yes. got Net, you all got Netflix? Yep. Yeah. We'll be back. Yep. To, you know, tonight is a Saturday night because normally we do this on a Friday night. As Paul was moving, we moved it to a Saturday. Um, so, it's a bit different. So, this is going out a day later. But, yeah, please send us some messages out there because we're, we're not hearing enough from you. And we've got a lot of British, British listeners and we're not hearing from you. We hear a lot from our American listeners. And from our Indian listener, and even our Jamaican listener, but nothing from Britain. So, like, please give us a shout, get involved. Honestly, maybe one of you come on here one day. That'd be interesting. So, that's it till next week. Did we have fun? We did. Yeah. yeah, it was entertaining trying to work out what was going on, but I might have to actually watch this film now. But you've got an idea, haven't you, in your head what it's yeah, about. We've, we've given away all the spoilers to it, so you know how it ends up. Um, but yeah, visit it, Paul. Anyway, we will see you next week with episode 10, Hereditary. <coughs> see you later on. See ya. Hey, dudes. <laughs>